to Expounded Universe, Season 15, Episode 2, Sabermetrics, the book Supernatural, Witches Canyon, from 2007 or something, Chapters 4 through 7, with your hosts, Jeff and John. Now, let us do the go! everybody welcome back to expounded universe the uh, expanded universe novel discussion podcast where we discuss supernatural that's right this one time and then for several more times after this ah. for like the next three months hell yeah i'm jeff joined as always by my co-host john john how are you i'm excited are you wallowing in the joys that are inflicting this book on me oh like a pig in slop <laughs> good i'm glad so far, it's very workmanlike, so it's not bothering me too much. Mostly, it just feels like someone who was desperately afraid that anyone reading this may never have heard of, of Supernatural. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. This really feels like this could have just been someone watched an episode of Supernatural and wrote it down, because <laughs> it is every single season one beat that you could possibly get. That may well, especially. I'm assuming that they eventually gave up on the flashbacks to Jeffrey Dean Morgan teaching little kids how to do shit. Oh yeah, I mean, for the first couple seasons, you definitely had some flashback scenes where it'd be like, "Oh, we have to show why it is Sam wanted to leave," and "Oh, these these brothers, they have a bond forged in the fact that their dad was a crazy son of a bitch who sucked." <laughs> yeah, that's certainly at least the first chapter of tonight's uh, proceedings is very much all about that oh yeah uh but yeah i mean it, it's an interesting read for the most part we're only seven chapters into a 40 chapter book so who knows which way it's gonna go yeah but uh overall i do kind of miss the comfort of my beloved star wars and you know every every book being about what luke and leia are doing and also han if he's into it <laughs> uh separately of course separately they can't do anything together that would be crazy what would you even write the book about then i know right at least here, Sam and Dean have yet to be separated. Oh, they, yeah. We haven't had a single scene yet without, or that with them in it that doesn't have both of them. Oh, no. And you might get one, but it's probably not going to happen much at all. Yeah. Like, maybe Dean will go off to be like, ooh, I'm going to go try and sex up a lady. I was going to say, because we've had a couple references to uh, to Dean being horny for girls. In, in both of the episodes that we're going to... Because there's some of that to, in here today. Oh, yeah. Dean is very horny. For girls. For girls. <laughs> Where Sam is very horny for whatever. You know, knowledge. Knowledge. Kale. Uh, wanting to go back to Stanford and finish his law degree. Yeah. Does he even care about that? Does eh. he ever do it? No. Okay. Never does. All right. I mean, I guess because he's planned to spend the rest of his life doing becoming a shitty dad. <laughs> Gotta be a shitty dad. I can't even remember who, which one of them was supposed to hook up with that angel man. Uh, Dean, I think, is the one that people want to hook up with Castile. Okay. So even though the book is presenting Dean as the horn dog, uh, I would have assumed that would leave some room open for audience interpretations of Sam. No, Sam, <laughs> Sam's too much of just sort of a, just a potato of a man. <laughs> All right. Uh, so anyway, we might as well start the chapter where it starts. What do you say to that? I say... Unless you want to just do a bunch of mugging and talk about our day or whatever. Nah, they... I got screamed at a bunch by a three-year-old. It wasn't great. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I, uh, 
I forgot what time was for most of the day, <laughs> just sort of in a blissful cloud of my own ignorance. Yeah, and I, I'm a little jealous because I was intimately aware of exactly what time it is every minute all day long. Yeah. I, I was in my head being like, it is 12.07 and my daughter is screaming until she can't. <laughs> And let me tell you, she can. <laughs> and what brought about the wrath of the toddler? Well, it's that I took her to a store and bought her a bunch of books and toys. Ah. And she is just unable to process or deal with that situation. Too much sensory input. Mm -hmm. She was so mad. She was uh, most of the drive home because I took her to like Lakeshore, which is a store for for teachers and like educational toys for kids. Yeah, because I wanted to get a bunch of I wanted to get her a bunch of books that were like uh, early reader stuff. Uh huh. They use a, a technique called sight words. There's like, oh, the color red and also the word red is the color red so that you kind of build the association. Uh, and then one of them was about butterflies, which she was screaming about because it wasn't her favorite book about butterflies, which is a different book. Huh? So I gave it to her and she's like, yay, butterflies. Got about three words in. No, book's broken. Stop it, book. <laughs> Have the right pictures. Uh, Daddy, excellent. fix the book. I'm like, do you want me to just give you the other book? No. Okay. All right. All right. Well, mm, well. Anyway, speaking of broken books, <laughs> books broken, books broken. No more rec system mastery. Or there's, no, there's no Star Wars in this books broken. <laughs> Maybe there's some. We just have to keep reading. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's mentions of like Dawn of the Dead and Jaws in this chapter. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe we've got more coming. Yeah, they they got them pop culture references for you if you want them. Mm hmm. So uh, the boys are in a library. Well, we start out start? with the flashback. Oh, right. Okay. The boys are in the library having a long flashback. How, how's that? Is that better? Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. they are in the library. It's just Dean is remembering how shitty their dad was because back... Because he was Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yep. And there's pretty much only one kind of Jeffrey Dean Morgan out there. <laughs> if you're going to put a Jeffrey Dean Morgan in your thing, it's probably because you want a big, gruff dick of a man. Yeah. It doesn't matter if he's carrying around a nailed up bat or if he's like you know, throwing people out of windows because he, like, did a bunch of Vietnam war crimes. <laughs> I don't know that much about The Watchmen, I'll be honest. Who I'll watches honest The watch Watchmen? Not me. <laughs> ah, not Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Jeff. Jeff Pretty. Yes. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Anyway, yeah. So this is all just a uh, flashback to a training session that Dean is remembering about essentially how fucked up it was especially for sam because in this dean was older than sam so well i mean still is technically but <laughs> and will continue to be in perpetuity you know unless we get some time travel shenanigans which exists yeah. a lot or maybe just a benjamin show. button disease yes one of them starts aging backwards when they have to solve the case of willy wonka and the great glass elevator <laughs> uh and then, you know, they got to stab Willy Wonka and decapitate him because yeah, he's a monster. Otherwise, he'll grow back. Yeah. <laughs> you got you to gotta bury the head and body separate or Willy Wonka returns. Uh, but yeah. So, you know, Dean's like 12 doing this ridiculous exercise where they're supposed to like run up a makeshift log. They're wall. running up a ramp that's not only a ramp that's steep, but also perched at a weird angle. Well, yeah, so they're kind of parkouring that are sort up, of sticking out at weird yeah. angles. They're parkouring up a sideways ramp, and then when they get to the top of the ramp, they have to whirl around, shoot a gun at a target, then jump off the the top of the thing, 
tuck and roll on landing, stand up and shoot at the target again. But because Sam is only eight for this, this sequence, he doesn't have a gun. Instead, he has to point his finger and say, bang. Yeah. And Dean, being 12, of course, is allowed to have a gun mm-hmm. for this. But Sam, the whole thing is Sam just keeps fucking up and his dad's like, fuck you. You got to do this. You're going to die if you don't. Yeah. And even then, Dean in his head is like, I, to this day, I have yet to encounter a scenario where running sideways up a ramp, shooting, jumping off the ramp, rolling and shooting again would have saved me in any situation. But, yeah, you know, thanks anyway, Dad. I ha- I read that and I was like, if there isn't a scene in this book where yeah. he has to run up a ramp and do that, Parkour. he's so sad. <laughs> yeah, there's no way this book doesn't end with him having to do hot parkour actions so he can shoot a Civil War ghost. <laughs> Uh, but then this is also in addition to being a flashback to show exactly how shitty their dad was. Mm -hmm. It is also showing that like Dean and Sam have a fairly strong relationship because Dean was like going up to him and actually trying to encourage him and give him help and stuff instead of just, you know, yelling at him like his dad was. Yeah. He was just do it again. As opposed to Dean, who was like, hey, buddy, you can definitely do this. You just need to extend your leg a little farther. And hey, if you do it, I'll buy you a Snickers. Yeah. A Snickles. And by that, I mean, I will definitely shoplift a Snickers for you. Yes, because even even at eight, Sam is like, you're not going to do that. You don't have any money. And he's like, yeah, well, neither does dad, but we keep being supplied with gear. So <laughs> yeah, we have, you know, a car full of guns and shit. So yeah. yeah. Do they ever go into that on the show? Oh, they have a ton of fake credit cards. Okay, that's how they're doing it. Fake credit cards. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, and that's how they were doing it back in like the 80s under under their dad as well? I mean, I assume that probably a lot of it had to be uh, either like pawn shop shit where it was like, oh, I mm. kill some monster and take all their shit and pawn it for money. Okay. Do they do that on the show too? Do they ever like kill a vampire or just like drag all of his crap to their car? <laughs> No, that's too bad. That would be a great lived in detail. Oh, yeah. If they just turned into full D&D murder hobos, they're like, kill some monster and then roll his corpse for money. I was going to say, at least check other wallets, right? Yeah. Vampires usually are tight with cash. (laughs) They are tight with cash. They're flush. They're usually rolling 30 large, (laughs) if you understand, which if you do, it's surprising because I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) I have no idea. Words are coming out of my mouth. (laughs) They're all punked up on Jupiter oil. (laughs) Uh, but yes, that's the flashback of the chapter where, you know, we just get a little bit of Dean sort of being in the library, staring off into the distance, being like, I don't blame Sam for leaving and getting a better life because that shit sucked ass. Anyway, I'm glad he's back now and I'll keep riding him about why he left. But hey, I understand at least secretly in my heart of butts. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the dynamic here. Yeah. Dean is incapable of just being normal nice mm-hmm. and it has to be kind of a sarcastic dick nice because he grew up with the shitty dad even longer yeah i understand i'm there it's a very clever dynamic and the book has done a great job of being like hey they did this shit in season one hey man they established this early <laughs> and then they just coasted on that shit for 15 seasons oh i totally Speaking understand of coasting for 15 seasons how you doing <laughs> i'm great how are you <laughs> I don't even know if this is the 15th season. I think I called the last three seasons in a row season 12. <laughs> well, <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. They're numerically organized. This is episode 180 something. Great. It's much easier to remember them that way for my purposes. Good. Yeah. So anyway, 
Yeah. Uh, it, then we finally phase out of this weird backstory and come back to the library where they are looking at the library. They're talking about how maybe this attack that already happened could have been a werewolf or something. But how weird would that be if there were also werewolves and also the 40-year killing cycle was about to start again? What a coincidence. But there was evidence that, that the uh, cycle had a weird timing issue in 1966 when a man went out hunting two days before the hunting st- the, the cycle started and never came back. Yeah. And I'm like, or also he could have just been hunting in the woods and then two days later the cycle started and he got killed in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> could have been one of those two things. Yeah, but he was supposed to come back before that. Maybe he was just a drunken backwoods lout. Yeah. You ever I think mean, of that? Yes, they did. <laughs> in the book. Yes, I know. <laughs> they even say maybe he moved to Ohio. Which, come on. No, they no he didn't. No one's moving to Ohio on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Ohio's not a place you move to. <laughs> Ohio happens to you. <laughs> uh I, i've never been i have a friend from ohio and and uh and she's pretty much of the opinion that yeah ohio is a place you leave <laughs> <laughs> ohio is a place you unfortunately find yourself in sometimes and then you get out if you can yeah okay so um at this point they look over the librarian who is as they describe it straight out of central casting which i was like okay you can't you can't make your uh, obvious choice to make your librarian a frosty haired old lady peering over bifocals and wearing a a, a flower printed pinafore it's all, you can't just be like straight out of central casting am i right if you're the one who still wrote that down in the first place author joe Mar- jeff marriott or whatever yeah sure you can you uh, can do whatever yeah but then I don't know if you know this when you're writing a book you can just write whatever the fuck you want i know there. and you can just say things and hope people understand them i'm i'm there i've been there look we've been there a few times where we just write whatever <laughs> the fuck we want <laughs> But then the librarian both shushes them and then diffuses the tension by being like, I'm just kidding. Y'all's the only ones in here. You can hoot and holler all you want. And I'm like, guys, it's Arizona. I don't know why you're writing them as if it's like Arkansas. (laughs) Do you you need that? I mean, you never know. Could be. Rural Arizona. Very rural. It's so rural, it's actually Georgia. Yeah. (laughs) Right next to... (laughs) But yeah, you can hoot and holler all you want. Just don't try to stake my gold claims. <laughs> now, Cookie's got a mess of beans ready, so I'll be in the back kitchen. Oh, Cookie. Cookie always makes the beans. Cookie loves making the beans. Yeah. And then that diffuses the situation. So they're all just like, ha ha, yes. She's not so much out of central casting as we previously thought. Oh, ho, ho. Oh, ho, ho. I sure wish I wasn't in this room looking at old microfilm, though. I would far prefer to be shooting or stabbing or chopping a monster. Thanks, Dean. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, research is the worst part of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the dumb part for nerds like his brother. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, they're trying to figure out as well what is causing this. And they're like, we've got nothing. All we know is that every 40 years, people die and there's no real record of what's doing it. Mm -hmm. Just that, you know, occasionally someone will be found all fucked up and dead. Yeah, I'm still very curious. It's an interesting concept for a mystery. So, you know, in this set of book chapters, we still don't find out what's causing the 40 year cycle uh, or what could cause it to, to fluctuate and start a few days earlier, a few days late. 
Yeah. I like to think that it's just, you know, open season for ghosts for like 12 days or whatever to kill anyone they want. And sometimes they just kind of relate start. You know, there's like, yeah, we'll start when we want. Or, you know. oh, it's a good year to get a jump on things. I'm going to go out a little early. What yeah, are you going to do? Know. Fucking kill me? Early ghost gets the ghost worm, like they say. That's what they say in Ghost Town, where we're all from. <laughs> the bones are our <laughs> money. So are the worms. They pull on your hair. <laughs> up, but not out. <laughs> ah. Sorry, sorry. Go watch I Think You Should Leave. It's funnier than this. <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> the, uh, they're like, yeah, who knows, but I sure wish I was out fighting monsters instead of looking at microfilm. You said it, nerd brother. Oh boy. And then we cut. <laughs> uh, great summation. Thank you. In summation. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> if you're there. Uh Next chapter, we go back over to Juliet, who we had met uh, last episode as the crying, the crying lady. Mm-hmm. Now we, she's back on her ranch and uh, thinking to herself about how, oh, she wished she could sell this ranch. Oh, oh, if only she could sell it because she doesn't like it and doesn't give a shit about anything. And mm-hmm. she's looking out across the fields and sees the one full time ranch hand that basically came with the ranch when it they literally bought it. came with the ranch because he was a ranch hand for the previous owners as well. And, and his uh, name is Stu Hansen. Ah, uh, yes. Stu Redmond. Mm hmm. Yeah. Hansen, right? Isn't it Hansen? Yes, but Stu Redmond is from The Stand. Oh, okay. You see, why would you think I would know what that is? I don't know. I don't know why <laughs> you would know anything from that. <laughs> you said it with such an air of finality. And I was like, are you just getting it wrong to mess with me? What are we doing right I now? I mean, I kind of was, <laughs> <Okay>. yes. <laughs> kind of, I was like, maybe if I just say the wrong name, it'll be like, Wait a minute, was that it? Oh, Jeff remembered a background character's name correctly for the first time in his history. I better ruin it for him. <laughs> I better him. fuck that up. <laughs> I can't seed. have him believe it himself. <laughs> we got to plant some seeds of doubt, or else he'll go to Stanford and become a big city lawyer and leave me to freed fucking monster books alone. <laughs> uh, but yes, she sees Stu, and he's heading over towards the house, and well, golly... Normally, he loves what he does, and he does what he loves, but now he's looking mighty sad and concerned. He doesn't have a tool in his hand, and he's not carrying some baby lamb or anything. He's all vinegar and no piss. Yeah. It's a all, sad situation. He's all hangdog and sad looking, and she's like, well, I know what'll cheer him up. I'll get him some lemonade. He's never turned down lemonade. He's crazy for that shit. He'll fucking stab a guy for some lemonade. <laughs> You can serve him a glass of piss, which would be great, because right now he's all vinegar and no piss. <laughs> then he'd have some piss. He'd be all vinegar and some piss, and he'd be full of piss and vinegar. <laughs> but no, even upon entering the house and seeing the cool, frosty glass of lemonade, he's like, No, thank you, ma'am. Oh, ma'am, I don't think I can. Well, golly shucks, you know, out there in the field, them cows been oh, whacking it in my camper. Oh, yeah. Damn great. it, Bobby. He's from the Texas part of Arizona, similar to the Arkansas and Georgia parts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been out there looking at cows, and I'll don't, tell you. Don't end that sentence with a preposition. <laughs> them, them cows ain't right, I tell you. 
he is quite sad uh, because he is just coming in from the the six acre field where they raise some cattle, and oh no, six cattle have been demolished by some sort of beastie or perhaps a boogan. Oh yeah, they've been straight up mutilated. Yeah, he's he basically describes it to her all sad and hat in hand. He's like, look. I don't know what did this, but something out there just took six of your cows apart. Also, I assume it's six because they are strewn. Yes, they are strewn about the landscape. Something ripped a bunch of cows in half and just sort of threw chunks of cow everywhere. And I don't know who could do that. Wolves would never do this. Yeah, I've seen wolves attack. That's not it. Yeah, wolves eat the food. They don't fucking throw cow everywhere and then leave like unruly three-year-olds. Yeah, and even then, it would take a fuck ton of wolves to be like let's take out six cows yes it's not it, it would a bear could potentially do this but i can't imagine why they would so i have no idea ma'am no idea whatsoever what done this oh it's it's a real shame it's a puzzler i tells you <laughs> it's a quizzler <laughs> it's the will shorts at least a thursday at least a new york times thursday crossword puzzle ma'am uh that's when they start using words like et al <laughs> that ain't a word it's got periods in it you fucking will shorts <laughs> Ooh, i'll get you will shorts and the only clue for it is eg <laughs> eg comma et al <laughs> what what does that even mean i i, I put it to you it. If there's one thing in this world I love, you know it's lemonade, but if there's two, it's lemonade and the Will Shorts crossword puzzle, <laughs> except on Thursdays or above. <sighs> anyway, yes. That's when I break out the pencil. <laughs> Tuesdays, I can do Tuesdays in pan. I'm done. Thank you. <laughs> oh, wait, I just thought of several more jokes on this topic. <laughs> so, yeah, Stu tells her all about that and for some reason Juliet who doesn't take care of cows <laughs> might have shown up on the mic some stuff fell down uh doesn't really take care of the cows doesn't like the ranch at all and doesn't really do anything is like oh my god the cows and starts getting really emotional over it for some reason yeah she actually has like a crisis of faith here where she's like oh I, I had even named the cows because I knew they were meant for the slaughter, but to know that they were both slaughtered and for no human consumption, oh, a tear, a tear has fallen. And then she's like, oh, maybe it was that Sam and Dean. They're new and why would they ever come here if not to mutilate my cows? A small part of those cows was going to end up being McDonald's and the rest was going to be dog food. And now it won't be. Now it's just bird food <laughs> i hate it when vultures eat it's the reason i don't like the country <laughs> uh but yeah she has a moment where she thinks maybe sam and dean did this that is the dumbest shit maybe those two guys i met showed up at my farm the next day and ripped apart a bunch of my cows you know recreationally you know maybe they were crazy psycho murderers but also only for cows and not me. <laughs> and then when we say crazy psycho murderers, I mean exceptionally accomplished and well-trained ones who can demolish cattle silently in the night and just fling them all over the place in giant greasy chunks. Yeah, that makes the most sense. These two guys must have done it. <laughs> and eventually she's like, oh, wait a minute. That's dumb. That's incredibly dumb. <laughs> wait. Oh, no. 
I'm wrong and stupid. Wait, for was the this. chainsaw silencer invented? Because <laughs> that's really important to my current theory. Uh, but yeah, even then, she's like, "All right, well, Stu, I guess what we should do is get get all the goo parts and scoop them and leave whatever you can for the birds." Yeah, I her, guess. her first thought. Well, he, Stu's first offer is, "Hey, man, we should." What I can do is go back out there and clean up what I can. And even then, it's not going to be the best. It's because there's a lot of crap all over. So, And she's like, no, no, no. Just just move the cows to a different pasture. We'll wait for the birds to pick it clean. And then we can go clean up the bones. And he's like relieved. Like, he doesn't say anything, but it's obvious on his face to her that that's what he was hoping she'd say. Yeah, just, all right, well, at least I don't have to go out there with a shovel and start picking up cow bits and putting them in a pile. Just make a big black trash bag full of cow chunkles. Yeah. So, you know, like, well, we won't use that field, I guess. Yeah. It's not like she cares. She's she's not even really a rancher. No, but then the chapter is her pretending she gives a shit. Yeah. Because like we said, it's her just being like, oh, those poor cows. Oh, me, oh, my, oh. Yeah. Now I care about cows. I wonder if that, that's because the, the thrust of her arc in this book is that she learns to love being an Arizona rancher. And at the end, she's like, I've decided to stick it out and live the good life the way my husband would have. Now that I know that there are weird murder ghosts and my cows are dead, I've decided this is the life for me. <laughs> Either of you two fellows want to stay here and become my new husband. And they're like... No, ma'am. The road is called to us. No, ma'am. I will stick it to you, though. <laughs> I'll plug you good. But after that, we're off to, I don't know, Utah or to solve the mystery of the haunted Mormon. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's even like, oh, I'm so I'm glad that Ross isn't alive, my husband, because knowing that six cows died and it wasn't by his hand would make him so angry. <laughs> <laughs> six cows he'd say how dare someone murder my cows i was gonna murder those cows <laughs> now i only have 40 cows left and that's terrible uh, okay uh, okay anyway then she goes oh boy and <laughs> that's that's pretty much the chapter thanks <laughs> I needed that. <laughs> Got him. Got him. <laughs> Me oh. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, Sam and Dean have uh, headed out to the mall where uh, they were told, you know, just head down the road the other way from which you came. Mm -hmm. So you haven't seen it yet. And they go down and it's one of those things where they're like, oh, it's super in the middle of nothing because when you head out of town, it is just thick forest everywhere all around you and then very suddenly up oh, there it's wide open and there's a big old parking lot in a mall yeah and the, the brothers even have like a moment of like oh the dramatic irony of human waste to take a virgin forest and raise it to the ground to put a mall there that humans would go to and then they plant trees in the parking lot what a pack of hypocrites. And I'm like, okay, are you two eco-warriors or are you weird dirtbag monster killers? I mean, kind of both. Oh, okay. <laughs> also, these guys, looks like they paved paradise and put up a parking lot. <laughs> uh, that's a song. It's a song. That's a song John's referencing. Oh, uh, look at that. Mm -hmm. Look at you. 
Now, the mall is established as being a T-shaped mall uh, with the biggest department stores stuffed up at the top of the T. They mention at this point, they only mention it's full of major market brand shopping stores. Indeed. And I was like, oh, okay, so we're not allowed to say any of the stores in the mall. No one is allowed to say Nordstrom here. (laughs) It's just full of, you know, market brand storefronts. You know the ones. You know maestrom nordies <laughs> maybe they wrote this squeers maybe he was trying to future proof the book ah so that if you know if you were like obviously he means sears oh no they went out of business oh no i guess it could still potentially be a macy's yeah maybe there was a fries electro oh no uh, jc penny oh no huh? Uh, it's yeah. just a Ross now. It's just, it's just like it's where sad people go. Yeah, the, Ross is where you put a store where you can clearly tell what the department store used to be. <laughs> like in my neighborhood, the Ross is very clearly in an old Circuit City. <laughs> it's got that big plug-shaped entrance like Circuit Cities were famous for in the oh, '80s. Oh yeah, yeah. Now it's just a Ross, and they still have that stupid, weird diagonal entryway. Love it. It's almost as fun as when you see places that clearly used to be a Pizza Hut. Which is the best. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, uh, clearly a Pizza Hut or clearly an IHOP. Yeah. Well, clearly an IHOP. I, I don't see that one nearly as often. To me, it's clearly a Pizza Hut followed closely by clearly a former Wiener Schnitzel. Because <laughs> you see that big A-frame and you're like, oh, yeah, you guys built a Wiener Schnitzel. The only business model that has a storage room on the other side of the drive through from the little tiny restaurant part. <laughs> and now you're trying to run any other business out of it and it's hard for you. I understand. I get it. I, I hope you make it, Super Robertos. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> Me too. That sounds delicious. Yeah, fuck this podcast. <laughs> Let's go get some Super Robertos. I want sopapillas. Oh, God. I haven't eaten today. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault. How dare you mention food in my presence? <laughs> I'll mention drink as well. Ah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, their goal is to get into the mall. Now that they've seen it, they want to get into it because they want to have a lay of the land. For some reason, I assume it's just because of awareness of genre convention on their part. They're like, fuck, that's exactly where everything's going to go down, isn't it? Oh, yeah. We have to know everything about that mall. and We're going to have to spend all of our time in that mall. It's definitely going to be that mall. Yeah, we're going to need to know the ins and outs, all the shortcuts, where to run, how to get to places the fastest. Because God knows if, <laughs> if you've got murders a-happening and a mall has shown up as the big centerpiece... That's where it's a happening. Yeah, it's going to be really funny when they set up all their ghost, like Home Alone booby traps all over the mall, and then the mall, the uh, ghosts just attack Main Street. Yeah, uh, like, we're taking out the wagon wheel. Uh, it turns out we don't care about anything but fucking up this town. This library librarian is straight out of central casting, and that she was ripped apart by a ghost bear. What? It happens to every library. It's common, John. So it's common. one of the most well-known tropes of librarians. Ripped apart by ghost Ripped bear. apart by ghost bears is what happened to Mirage's whole family in the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Also, several other examples of ghost bears. I'm sure you can think of one or two. I'm sure I can't. I already took the most famous one, I know. <laughs> uh, ghost bear. End <laughs> of the cave bear, too. Ghost bear. God. But yeah, they're stopped by some mall security who's just like, apparently the biggest, dumbest guy on site right now. Because he's like, hey, you can't, mall's not open. And they're like, yeah, we know, we're press. We're here from the National Geographic. We're doing a story. We want to go in there. And he's like, the mall's not open, though. But it's not open. (laughs) But finally they have to be like, can we 
talk to the person in charge. Well, yeah, they're inside, and and her name's like Carla. And Carla Krug. And you can't talk to her though, cause the mall's not open. <laughs> And they're just like, here is a ball. Perhaps you'd like to bounce it. Oh. Oh, good. Oh, I lost it. Oh. Chase it. Chase it. Chase the ball. Oh, I already shot it 16 times. <laughs> That's your fault for giving me a red ball. Yeah, I'm every kind of racist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they do eventually get past him and into the mall. And it's still like super fresh and under construction given that it opens in a, tomorrow i think it was yeah yeah there there's definitely a lot of work still happening there's, there's scaffoldings up and yeah. shit that's not too surprising though a sneak preview opening of the mall when there's not quite all of the painting work done and so on is a thing that would happen yeah. maybe not in 2007 or whenever this was written though i feel like malls were already on the way out yeah. but but yeah um so there's there's a, the first thing that we establish is that there is a dude out front, a construction guy putting gold gilt uh, leaf all around the entrance to a major market lingerie store. No names mentioned. Yeah. Uh, where Dean's l- looks inside and sees the, the the new store employees in the lingerie store. Ooh, and they're sexy ladies. And he's like, oh, much like the Grand Canyon. I appreciate this view. Eh? Sexy ladies with sexy underwears mm, except mm. they're definitely not wearing underwear because it, what lingerie store works like that only the really good yeah. ones i mean they're no, not they're wearing probably, any underwear they're probably wearing underwear they're just they're just also wearing clothes i have to assume <laughs> yeah what kind of person that works at a lingerie store wears underwear no one ever in the history of lingerie stores has worn the product indeed that's not how it works in there yeah they check because they're like that way we know you aren't stealing and taking anything home <laughs> meanwhile sam is is uh gazing longingly into the window of the boring math for nerds store <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you see this calculator dean welcome to boring math for nerds <laughs> not many... even good math <laughs> this is the most boring of math you're not allowed to have word problems in here nope. just numbers <laughs> No narrative on any of these. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. Here's a slide rule. <laughs> Free slide rule with every purchase. Free slide rules for the boring kids. Uh, but yeah, they head over to the office and there's there's old Carla Krug. And Carla, uh, now she's like, okay, obviously like everyone else in town, I've already heard of you two guys from National Geographic doing a story on for the forested part of northern arizona or whatever so i'm really excited to talk to you and they're like yeah we have some questions about the mall opening and she rattles off a long spiel oh yeah it's the kind of thing where like all right i have already been asked like a million times by the press why would you open a mall in this desolate nothing area and she's like yeah it's okay so first of all to dissuade you from any further questions it's it's because there aren't any other malls anywhere near here so we can establish a very wide net of who is willing to come to this mall there isn't a good mall like this for a hundred hundred more miles in every direction we're expecting a lot of visitors from places as far away as utah and even perhaps texas not california california is going to be like no fuck you no no well i mean also i was looking at like 
who do you think is going to come here from Nevada? Because if they're close enough to get to there, they're close enough to just go to someplace in Vegas. Mm -hmm. But, you know, everyone in Nevada rightly hates Vegas. (laughs) Rightly. Rightly. Correctly hates Vegas. They very correctly do. Yeah. Uh, so, and she's like, also, there are more than 600 new permanent jobs being added, not to mention the contract labor being used to assemble the mall in the first place. Several of those positions are management positions and will provide powerful leadership research or resources to a town that is in desperate need of upward job growth. And then finally, when she's got, gets through it all, she's like, God damn, I'm really sorry, guys. I've been doing that a lot the past couple of days. <laughs> that just comes out of me. <laughs> you ask me any question about this mall, I'm just going to launch into it. I just do the whole thing every time. <laughs> uh, but they're like, all right, well, you know, we'd love to take a look around, you know, maybe see some behind the scenes stuff like the security office. <laughs> I love how they sell that. It's great. They sell it by not trying at all. Sam's just like, yeah, we want to show the, our readers the stuff that they love to see. You know, backroom areas like the back hallways and security offices. Ways you could sneak around quickly mm-hmm. and also be able to see who was doing stuff. I definitely want to know where all your ghost choke points are. Can you show me all your ghost? Do you have an emergency ghost wash station? Ah, <laughs> oh, well, that'll cost you. <laughs> Inspector's going to come through. <laughs> They're not going to like that. 50 bucks, same as a town. <laughs> For an emergency ghost wash. Huh? Uh, but she just doesn't even give no, a she, shit. She's busy and tired. The mall opens tomorrow. She's at maximum stress. And she's just like, yeah, sure. Here, here's yeah. the security office. I don't go wherever you want. Let me walk into the most populated part of the mall right now and yell at everybody that you're the press and they should leave you alone. <laughs> and that's what they do. She gets up and leaves the office. They go with her. She goes to the busiest part of the mall and is like, hey, everybody, these two are press. They're going to make us look good to the town. No one shoot them unless they give you a reason. And I'm like, that's a little morbid. (laughs) Yeah. Why are we suddenly jumping to threatening statements? Well, I mean, that was mostly just the security guards. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, we're just guarding this place, but we won't shoot you if you don't give us a reason to. Shoot shoot us at all. Why do you even have guns? Well, you see. It's Arizona. (laughs) Let me tell you a few things. Everyone has a gun and they're all open carry. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you shoot us in it? Why wouldn't you just kick us off the mall property? Well, I guess maybe if we started waving guns around. And who isn't? Yeah. It's Arizona. <laughs> We're confused that you're not. <laughs> That's why we'd shoot you. We don't understand why you don't have guns. That must mean you're a bigger threat. <laughs> you probably have a bomb or something. <laughs> uh, oh, guns with hands without guns in them are the bomb builder's t- toolkit. <laughs> That's why here in Arizona, there's a gun in every hand and two in every pot. <laughs> oh, no, my pot. <laughs> I'm going to cook pasta now. Mm, gun pasta. Mm-hmm. Finally, with the delicious taste of gun oil in every bite. Mm. Uh, but yeah, they're like, all right, that's that's great. Thanks for being weird and joking around with us about that. But uh, you guys got some security cameras, you, you know. Can I get a good field of vision, entryways, you know? National Geographic wants to know. National Geographic wants to know about your security system and how up-to-date it is. Yeah, that's the only thing our readers are interested in. We came up here to do a story about the the, the rural life in an Arizona mountain town in the modern, modern era, and obviously the most important aspect of that is how good local mall camera coverage is. Oh, well... You know, we've got some holes, but mostly we're we're good. <laughs> we can see most of the stuff. 
Hey, every single one of us has definitely seen a National Geographic at any point in our lives. We definitely know what's in there. <laughs> uh, native breasts, is that correct? <laughs> yes. Okay, so all of you have seen a National Geographic up to about 1980. <laughs> okay, I'm up to speed. Good. Uh, but yeah, they're like, oh, it's great. We can see most anything. It's super high quality. Uh, Sam's like, that's way better than most security footage you normally see. Well, shucks, yes, sir, it is. And in fact, if you want, we can show you just about it. I can read a license plate from I'll some of I'll show these. you a fly's balls on 40 paces. <laughs> <laughs> but we ain't got no cameras inside of the stores or bathrooms. And let me tell you, that is a shame. Well, it is my constitutionally granted right to take upskirt photography. The mall doesn't have any cameras in the bathroom, if you know what I mean. Eh? <laughs> wink, wink, eh? <laughs> now, you National Digest boys definitely want to come with us to investigate the fine glory holes of this Arizona mall. <laughs> uh, but at that point, Dean's like, oh, hey, uh, what's that dude? <laughs> huh? You know. The guy in the fucking cavalry uniform from about a hundred years ago. What's up with that guy? Well, probably more from about a hundred and some multiple of forty years ago. <laughs> oh, I think maybe one twenty. Hundred and twenty years ago. That makes the most sense. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the next chapter is just continuing with that. Yeah. So anyway, Sam looks at the camera and sees some sort of civil war ghost outside, and he says, "Oh boy." <laughs> And then we cut to the next chapter. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm Elan Spagiano, and I... <laughs> I say, oh boy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Carla's like, what the fuck is that? Is that guy wearing a costume? Why is there a random costumed man outside? He looks like he's from the Union Army in the Civil War. And Dean it mentally corrects her. He, he's like, no, more like the Indian War. Uh, duh. Well, Sam does, because Sam's oh, Sam. the nerd. Sam's the nerd, right. Yeah. You'd think that Dean would have more ghost uh, cavalry experience, but... Oh, no, he'd be like, ah, yes, I know how to murder one of those and the best way to go about it. <laughs> Do I know anything about them? No, that is not my job. Okay, so Sam looks like, no, that's clearly someone in Indian War cavalry uniform. Yeah. Okay. This is definitely, like, Custer's last asshole who's haunting your mall. Yeah. Besides, I'm not sure if 2007 dates back 40 years at a time to a point in the Civil War specifically. Eh? I don't know. 1860, 1900. No, it doesn't. Ah. So Indian Wars makes more sense anyway. Yeah, it'd be, what, 1880 would be the... Yes, uh, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. 1886 now, is when the 40-year period would be. Yeah, so, so 1886 would be during some Indian... That's what this guy is. Yeah. Makes more sense for Arizona anyway. Yeah. But yeah, he is, they're watching them on the camera still. Uh, Krug radios a guard to go, like, tell him to get up, to get the hell off the property. And even as she's doing so, his image flickers in on the screen and Sam's, or Dean is like, oh boy. <laughs> First he's like, wait, is the camera broken? No, that wasn't screen flicker. That was man well, flicker. Because yeah, the people who work there are like, oh, I thought our system was working fine, but it's flickering. And they're like, no, everything else was fine. It was just the dude. Yeah, that dude has a, has a wicked flicker going on. His V-hole is... is we got to go adjust the vertical. Uh, i got to plug up his V-hole, if you know what I mean. <laughs> we just go punch that guy's V-hole. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah. They're just sort of 
watching a ghost wander around until the uh, the stupid guard from earlier mm-hmm. is the one that shows up to be like, hey, man. The mall's closed. Hey, hey I'm getting near the guy now. I'm going to tell him that the mall's closed. Hold on. Yeah, and everyone's like, well, he's dead because that guy's got a cavalry saber. And so uh, Sam and Dean, without waiting for permission, just leap up and take off to go help. But, oh, no, they're not that good at navigating this mall yet. They don't know all the secret routes or whatever. I mean, he already gets stabbed before they even fuck off. No, I know. But that's just the narrative that's going through Dean's mind while they're racing their way back to this guy. It's like, ah, geez, we don't know the layout of this mall that good yet. We're going to get held up by dumb shit while other people are going to get there first. But. No, not really. They yeah. get there before, like, really anyone, and they actually have to wait for mall security to go past them because they're like, all right, I actually need to follow someone to get there. Yeah, although it's kind of impressive to me that they managed to get lost on their walk through the mall. Yeah, I mean, if it's just a T-shaped mall, you'd think it would be like, he was at this exit, just go there. Like, I know I, I suffer from a specific blend of California privilege where almost every mall within 100 miles of me is an outdoor mall that has just obvious thoroughfares everywhere. Mm. Maybe they could be in, like, this could be some Mall of America shit where it's, like, deeply confusing and labyrinthine on the inside. See, but that's, when it, you say there's a T-shaped mall, you're like, oh, that just means there's one long mall center with a bunch of stores on either side, and then you get to the end and there are, like, three department stores i also want to mention here it happened in the last chapter but it's worth it to note that after all of the like a bunch of major market department stores you know the ones and popular lingerie store finally they talk to some guy and he's just like oh yeah she's over there between the wetzel's pretzels and the kb you can't miss her and i'm like oh shit they dropped the embargo hey what do you know mid book and- guy, guy contacted the publisher after writing the first half of that chapter and was like, hey, can I just say the names of mall stores? And they're like, yeah, as long as you don't denigrate them. Yeah. I mean, technically, he doesn't say the full name. He's just Wetzel's and KB. Yeah, it could be anything. I guess that's true. Also, he doesn't even put K and B. It's K. No, he spells KB out. Yeah. But I think, wasn't that the way KB Toys actually was written out? It's been a long time since I've been to that long gone toy store. No, I think it was just a K and a B rather than like K-A-Y-B-E-E. Hmm, okay. That's, this is different than my, my experiences with the famous t- toy store Toys R Us, where they spell R out all the way. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, Toys are indeed us. Yeah, to- toys, that is us. Well, <laughs> that is what we have here. I am Jeffrey the Giraffe. My last name is Herschel. <laughs> Jeffrey Herschel the Giraffe here at Toys that are us. Be we. <laughs> Where a kid is expected to remain a child. But yeah, the the ghost for the uh, the security guard, they see it, you know, before they run out there. Yeah. Like, it just sort of disappears and then reappears behind him and stabs him with a saber. And this guy's obviously very fucked. Yeah, he crumples to the ground and dies. And before the boys can get there, the ghost has already vanished. Yeah. Or maybe he's just invisible and still around here. Either way, convenient. Yeah, but then we get a little jump to Sheriff Beckett showing up and being like, oh, goodness. Oh, what a what a problem. You two boys again. Why, I keep finding you at the center of every one of these problems. Also, I think you might have ripped apart exactly six cows. Well, no, it's no, he doesn't do any of no, that. He's I'm the just, opposite of that. No, he's, he's like, fine. man, it's the good. It's a good thing you have the most solid alibi you could possibly have because 
Otherwise, I would assume it was you, given that you are the only new people in town and you have shown up at both crime scenes. I really wanted him to say that just so they could be like, really? We're the only new people in town? They hired entirely local for this construction work that's been happening here? It's a surprise that your town had like 600 construction employees. (laughs) Weird, right? Right? In a town that I assume was probably 600 people to begin with. Mysterious, I say. (laughs) One might say that is weird. (laughs) A little supernatural although they do kind of get on this cop's fucking last there's a point here where dean suddenly goes all like fuck the man well i mean fuck the man i know i'm not disagreeing with him or anything i just thought it was kind of weird that he was like willing to blow cover so easily where he was like yeah my brother sammy loves cops if he had if he didn't have any talents at all he was considering being one (laughs) huh you Uh? piece of fucking mustache shit (laughs) Uh, which is true. They generally don't like cops I'm in sure the show. They, of course they don't, because they go around extrajudicially killing things all the time. Yeah. How could they, and, and not having a fixed address. I think the cops would not be a big, uh, they, obviously it's a very oil and water scenario. Oh yeah. And I mean, luckily they to, they're white. They have to deal with them a lot, but they usually just go, oh, we're FBI and you need to give us all the things we need. Yeah. And then the local cops are of course TV cops. So they're like, well, I might be a big city slicker of a rube, but but no but that's it (laughs) that's all (laughs) i may i'm gonna go out in the yard and shoot their dog (laughs) uh but yes the (laughs) the sheriff is essentially getting told what to do by sam sam's like oh well have you established like a perimeter to look around for things yeah try to find some clues about you know obviously someone who is dressed like a cavalry well, man it, with a bloody saber that's the the sheriff's like well he's dressed like a, ga- a cavalry man and he has a bloody saber we'll find him and dean's like have you considered that he might change clothes then he could look like anybody with a bloody cavalry saber also maybe he had a car around here and stashed all of that shit and isn't <laughs> dressed at all like that and that's enough for the sheriff who's just like son you're getting on my last nerve right now hey but what if this is related to the 40-year murder cycle? There ain't no such thing as the 40-year murder cycle. Well, that's that's a, preposterous. That's a preposterous hoaxification. By the way, also the mayor is here. It's not just the sheriff. Yes. Yeah, Mayor Dilber. <laughs> mayor Milner. Mayor Mayor Dilber. Dilbert Ma- Milner. Mayor Dilbert. Dilbert Milner. <laughs> mayor Dilbert, who wasn't funny in the 90s and, and managed to proceed to the point today where instead of being funny, he's actively awful. Yeah. Yeah. That's the mayor. That's the procession of this mayor, Mayor Dilbert. Yeah. And, you know, uh, the mayor is just like, hey, fuck you. This this ball's going to open and I don't work. I don't care about no 40 year murder cycle. That's an urban legend. And they're like, oh, OK. So you're basically the mayor from Jaws. You're the, Jaws, you're the Jaws mayor. Yeah. They, they dropped the Jaws mayor reference. And I, I'm, I'm at least the mayor didn't hear them because I didn't want a full retread of the 2016 Ghostbusters gag. Huh. That was like the best joke in the movie was Andy Garcia being dragged out of a restaurant shouting, never compare me to the mayor from Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So the mayor's just kind of like, I don't give a fuck. We will open tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I I'm one of those mayors that just sort of has power over everything even though i don't own this mall yeah you'd think you'd think that the mall lady would be like 
Yeah, maybe we should. I don't want yeah. a bunch of murders on our first day of mall business. Yeah, you'd think, like, Carla would go, uh, you know, maybe give us another day to wash the blood out. I'll tell you what, I'll contact the higher-ups at Westfield Shopping Town, and and we'll find out whether or not we would we want to postpone by a day. Yeah. And but instead no, the mayor's like, we've Fuck already you. gotten all the press out there, and all of our various... The advertisements have been paid for. I claim the right of Prima Mayor. <laughs> I'm a mayor, and what that means is uh, I have full control over everything in my mayoral site. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to retire to a porch where I'll dance in a seersucker suit. <laughs> Whoa, why would you do that? Because it's how you prep for a julep. <laughs> I'm prepping for a julep. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Honestly, though, as much as Sam and Dean would love to see them all closed for the day, I'm like, why? Why not concentrate all the people where the ghosts will go and kill them? Otherwise, they're gonna, it's not like the mall staying closed would cancel the 40-year murder cycle. It would just spread it out over a wider area. No, because if you close the mall and no one's going there, then you don't have a bunch of tourists and the town. I guess that's fair. You have less tourists. Although, let's be fair, if they close the mall tomorrow, a bunch of tourists are just going to show up anyway, mad and angry that the mall's not open. You're going to have then leave. Yeah, maybe they'll leave. Maybe they'll pull some weird National Lampoon's vacation thing and break in. Ah, that's exactly what people are known for. For breaking into places they this shouldn't. Isn't be. Florida. Is, people are very much known for breaking into places they shouldn't be. <laughs> Yeah, if they show up and there's security all over the place and they're like, sorry, mall's closed because a guy died, they're going to go, oh, that's balls and leave. Maybe. Maybe in 2007. In 2021, they'd be like, fuck it, we demand the evidence. And then they'd storm the Capitol, which this mall is the capital of Arizona. Yes, this we, is called we, the Capitol Mall. We, it's capital of Arizona Mall, it's called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Anyway. Anyway. Oh, boy. <laughs> God damn you. The <laughs> uh, chapter's not over. I'm not, that was a premature oh boy. I mean, it's basically over. It's just them going, talking about like, oh, we're not going to close them all. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you say. And then they're also like, oh, this killer has to be someone from out of town because Lynette, the security guard who watched the footage, didn't recognize the guy in the uniform. And she knows literally everyone in town. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's see your name, all these construction workers, then. <laughs> all right. Uh, Bobby, Jimmy. Bobby again. Carlos. Bobby. <laughs> Carl. Bobby. <laughs> Jimmy, Bobby, 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 Jimmy, Jimmy, Bobby. <laughs> that was okay, fine. You were able to name one of them. Bobby, Bobby, Jimmy, Bobby, Carlos, Bobby, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, Bobby, Jimmy, Bobby. But what's that one's name? <laughs> oh, Tim. <laughs> You said it, Bobby, Bobby, Carlos, Timmy, Jimmy, Bobby, Bobby, Timmy, Bobby, Jimmy. Uh, but you can call me Fred for short, <laughs> says Tim. No, I insist you call me by my full name. James, Robert, Robert, James, James, Carlos, Robert, Robert, Jimothy, Carlos. <laughs> Jimothy. Timbert. Dilbert, I'm the mayor. <laughs> I am the mayor I and a construction worker. I didn't ask you to name the mayor. <laughs> well, I am. I have <laughs> named the mayor, and that makes him mine. Uh, very good. <laughs> anyway, that is that's the end of our chapters. <laughs> that's all we read. There's a bunch of mystery, and there was certainly some ghost murders. At oh, least the yeah. one. It's some cow slaughters. Yep. So... 
I hope that we get a, uh, in a surprise twist, it turns out that Sam and Dean did go up to that ranch and just murder a bunch of cows just for, like, monster practice. <laughs> you know, they showed up and they're like, ah, finally, some cows to murder. My favorite. I'm really mad about how much of a nerd Sam is. I need to take my anger out on these cows, thinks Dean Winchester, and then I'll go into town and find a hot lady and look at her hotness. I'm going to go to the wagon wheel, have a beer, flirt with a waitress, and then get cock-blocked by my nerd brother, Sam. <laughs> Sam, just the Ash Ketchum of the supernatural universe. <laughs> I'm just saying, let Brock score. He's like 25. <laughs> let let Brock have a little fun, huh? Come on. Sawed off from Brock, you 12-year-olds. Like, I don't know how Bro- how old Brock is actually. I mean, I assume he's probably supposed to be like 15 or something in the oh, show, sure. in the show's actual universe. But I, I envision him as like a 25 year old who's going along with these kids so they don't just die of starvation in the woods. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And then every time he's like, I'm so sick of these goddamn 12 year olds and their monsters. I'm going to go into town and see if I can score with one of these weirdly identical nurses. <laughs> and the kids are like, Brock, no swiping vaginas. And he's like, oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I wasn't going to swipe the whole town, though. (laughs) Wait a minute. If you're here and the nurse is there, then, oh, boy. Anyway, we're done with the episode. Sure. Sure we are. Uh Uh-huh. I think I'm done with the episode. Oh, are you mad at me? Uh. (laughs) Do you want to go get some food after this? Yeah, I'm all hangry. (laughs) That's probably what it is. I need a Snickers. Mm Mm-hmm. Or some Mexican food from Super Roberto's. Or both. But yeah, let's do both. I'm or a you... Snickers burrito. Yeah, or we could just go to an actual Wiener Schnitzel in a Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> go to and... a Wiener Schnitzel in a Pizza Hut. And then get that garbage Wiener Schnitzel food that tastes so bad. Ooh, yeah. Mm. I mean, we could get the good Wiener Schnitzel food, which is just corn dogs. Pretty much just corn dogs and, and some sort of fancy lemonade that takes an incongruously insane amount of time to get out of their goddamn drive through <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is happening in every other car at a Wiener Schnitzel drive through Well, they got a... Boil the dogs yeah. and fry up the corns. Are they just get into debates with the drivers. They're just like, hi there, welcome to Wiener Schnitzel. Would you like to debate me on the merits of can't? <laughs> oh, yes, please, I would. Hmm. Mm, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's, a, that's our show. By the way, why don't you stop by our Patreon and support this kind of the arts? <laughs> you know, this whole thing. <laughs> the perverted arts. <laughs> <laughs> Purveyor of the perverted arts. System Mastery. <laughs> At patreon.com slash system mastery, support us at the $2 level. You'll unlock the bonus content we're about to go record where we find weird crap from the Supernatural fandom wiki to tell each other and to you. And it's going to be great for me for the whole time because I don't know shit about Supernatural, so everything's a dumb surprise. It's great. Yep. Uh, but once again, to find that, all you got to do is go to patreon.com slash system mastery. There are several other levels you can support us at that unlock other levels of podcasts up to about like nine bonus podcasts a month or some crazy thing. Uh, it is a great deal. Uh, we're the best deal in podcast entertainment. By God, we have lots of free shit and then oh, lots of God. and then lots of money shit as well. Oh, he's got a chair. <laughs> also, I have a chair and I probably shouldn't have this chair. He shouldn't have that chair. Oh, God. Chairs are for earners. <laughs> oh, he's broken him in half. Oh, I did? Damn. Anyway, John, tell them about the other way they can help support us. Why, you can go on to whatever you use to listen to us, whether you're on 
Stitcher or iTunes or Spotify, wherever you can find us. Give us a, a nice little five-star review. Mm -hmm. A nice review for us. It'll help people find us and help us get bigger. And when we're big enough, maybe we'll stop doing this big old give us some money spiel at the end. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, we won't. When we get big enough, we'll, I don't know, probably consume the town and then on to the world. <laughs> Gee, I wonder what the townsfolk will say in that scenario. <laughs> oh, <Any> boy. <laughs> Thanks, John. Anyway, I've been Elan Sleezbogiano. And I'm oh boy. <laughs>